Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stoll. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode leaves a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social media that you find helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. Welcome to EMG Transformations. Today I have the honor to feature the robust Ken Rusk. Ken is a best-selling author, entrepreneur, and blue-collar advocate. He saved his money by not going to college and instead invested his early years in construction where he planned, made goals, and worked hard to turn those dreams into reality. Today, he is an entrepreneur of multiple businesses and enjoys mentoring young people and creating their path to a wealthy life, regardless of their background or past. Thanks for joining us today, Ken. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for this conversation, actually, and just carving out your future and what that looks like. So to start things off, I'd love to share more of your backstory. And I'm interested to hear more of some of those early experiences and struggles that shaped you into who you are today. Well, quickly, where I got to today was it it started, I mean, you know, we we all had jobs when we were 13, 14 years old, you know, you would do paper routes or work at a bakery or a bowling alley setting pins or whatever. I mean, there's things that we did to make money. But early on, I knew that there was a control factor in that. In other words, I could control the amount of work, the input, the output. I could control, um, you know, the the quality of my work and the pace, my day, my schedule, my time, and eventually my financial gain. So I learned pretty quickly that um, working for yourself, uh, whether it's with your own hands or whatever, w- was a benefit. So when, when I was 15, my high school shared a fence with an industrial park, and we would cut through this hole in the fence after school and go hang out to carry out. And we had to get through all these businesses to get there. And I always remember there was a lot of energy, a lot of hustle and bustle and a lot of pieces and parts moving around. And one particular uh, business, um, I knew someone worked there. And I, so I asked them what they did and they said, well, we basically dig ditches. I said, well, I know that I'm wholly qualified to dig ditches. So um, I wanted my first used car. I wanted to take my girlfriend out for pizza or go bowling with my buddies, whatever. And um, so I did that. And I, I I dug ditches in the summertime. And in the wintertime, when I was in school, in high school still, I would work in the front office. And that kind of gave me the opportunity to learn the front and the back of the house, as you will, the whole business. So when it came time for college, I was at this crossroads. And I remember that the office came to me and they said, okay, you can either go to college and, and there'll be a job waiting for you when you're done. Or you can help us open these franchises around the country. 
And so I, I literally spent the next three years living out of a suitcase, um, going out and starting businesses from scratch in Columbus and Cincinnati, Chicago, P- uh, Pittsburgh. And it was a, a great learning experience for me. So a couple of years of that, living out of a suitcase, maybe three, four years of that. And then I decided to open my own, you know, because it's, it's travels is, is um, it, it can get tiring after a while. So yeah, I settled down in Toledo, Ohio. I opened up uh, my first company with six people and we have nearly 200 today. So it's been one hell of a ride. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And something I'm also interested about is like, as you're opening all those businesses, starting them from scratch, even like that, that takes a lot of work and that's a lot of challenges and hurdles that, you know, come in that process. So curious, like what were some of those biggest challenges that you had to overcome and what did you learn from those experiences? Well, the I suppose the best news was it was trial by fire. I mean, they didn't give me a roadmap. And um, they said, just replicate what we do here. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Easier said than done. Especially when you're staring at a six foot two, you know, Chicago plumber and you're, you know, five, seven, 140 pounds. Um, but yeah, it, it was, I, I went with the the old adage that, I never built a skyscraper before, but if I did, what would be the first thing I would do? And it would be to, okay, probably find a piece of land. Okay, good. I never built a skyscraper before, but if I did, what's the second thing I would do? Well, I'd probably get an architect and make some plans. And if you keep asking yourself that over and over and over, eventually you will have built the skyscraper. And I think that's kind of a lost art. Everybody wants this path to follow or this roadmap. And you know, that takes away your own creativity, your own spontaneity, your own ability to, to to solve problems. And for me, I think I think the challenge there was, again, trial and error, um, doing something you've never done before, but acting like you already had and then just following those paths. Yeah, I love that you're bringing up the trial and error, because for me, it's like a, a different story. But I was diagnosed with uh, Crohn's disease, had my entire colon removed and that was like four years of trial and error just to figure out what foods I could eat. And so, you know, people asking me about those situations, like what, how do I eat? Like, what do I eat? And that's my answer, like trial and error. It's not like, you know, the most glamorous answer, but every body is different. Every business is different. And what works for me, what works for you will also be different. So it really is like figuring out what your unique skills are, your strengths and you know, what agrees and works best for you, and then applying those, those traits. And we want to like model and copy the best we can. But sometimes that just doesn't work. And we have to do that trial and error. So I love that you touched on that. Well, yeah. And, and you know, you, you also got to remember not to fall into the trap of of trying to find that dream job. You know, it, it's it'd be great if we all could do that. There's there's no doubt. I mean, if I could start when I was 15 selling Ferraris for the rest of my life, I mean, I, I guess that would be one thing, but what what you have to do, especially with where you live in particular, is you have to really look at what supply and demand is telling you. You know, ditch digging was number 99 out of a list of 100 things that I wanted to do when I grow up. I, I, I wanted to be a race car driver. But when you think about the ability to create that much control in your life and your own financial gain, I came to the conclusion really quickly, really early on that it's not necessarily all the time what you do for a living as it is what you do with what you do for a living that matters. Because at the end of the day, 
if if you're achieving that picture that you've drawn in your mind, or hopefully you've drawn it on the wall and you post it somewhere you can see every day, if you're achieving that picture, then that's the real goal here. I mean, we don't necessarily live to work. We work so that we can live. And it's the living part that I'm most interested in. Mm, yeah. And that's a big distinction that, you know, can get blurred nowadays, especially when we're working like 80 hours a week. It's like, well, what are you doing with the rest of your time? Are you actually enjoying your life? And, you know, that can be a problem sometimes. And so prioritizing the things that really matter and not just dollars, like those relationships, those experiences, those are the things in life that really matter. And I'm glad that we're talking about that today because, you know, business is always booming. There's always going to be another opportunity, but is that what you actually want or what's this life vision? That's something that I know you like to uh, talk about as well, like creating that life vision. Well, yeah, you know, you, you probably never got into your car. I'll just give you a few analogies here. You, you probably never got into your car, just turned it on, put it in reverse, backed out in the street and then said, okay, I'm, I'm putting it in drive. Where the hell am I going? I mean, you, you always have a plan for that. Just like you have a plan for planning a vacation or even making Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, you, you start with a vision always. Even as simple as building a puzzle on your living room table. If you don't have the box, I don't care how good you are, you're not going to build that puzzle. I mean, unless you have years of nothing to do, but try to find pieces that connect, you got to start with the picture on the box and figure out, okay, how do I get all these pieces to look like that? And, and that's what life is. Life is a series of puzzles all drawn on one big master board that you look at every day and you say, okay, how am I on a daily basis putting one more piece to that puzzle on that board? And, and with and through that, you're actually experiencing several anticipations at the same time. Because what you're saying to yourself is these are not if goals. These are for sure. They're only when. And some of your goals might be six weeks away. Some could be six months, 16 months, six years, 16 years. But if you're anticipating all of them at the same time, man, that is the only way to live, Dan. I mean, it 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 literally gets you out of bed and drags you forward, sometimes whether you want to or not. I I, I had the the um you've all heard who Tony Robbins is. I've I've had the pleasure of interviewing um his Tony wrote the, a little forward for my book on the cover. And um I interviewed his son. And his son said, you know, that used to be a, the law of attraction kind of thing was a, was like a theory, but now there's science to it. And not, not to get too scientific or bore you, but apparently when you see something that you want, you, you get these little brain receptors and, and these little thought receptors, and they're like little lightning bolts going back and forth. And the more you stare at that thing, the more you look at it, the more those receptors become faster and faster to the point where it's one stream of thought. At that point, your brain almost actually thinks that it owns that thing already. And then it sets in motion a series of actions that your body takes to go get that thing. So mm. what used to be a theory of vision is now science that your your brain actually takes you to the place that it sees the most. And, and that's an unbelievably powerful mechanism. And the, the best part is you need no training for it. You need no skills or education or anything it's it's 
it's free. You just, you just start thinking about it and um, allow that to work for you. Yeah. I thought you were about to dive into the reticular activating system. Like when you think about the car, you start seeing all these red cars everywhere or the Teslas everywhere. And, you know, it's actually very similar because when you have that plan, you're just going to, your mind is going to start thinking of ways to execute on that plan. And these opportunities that have always been there, they're going to pop out just a little bit more because you have that goal of where you want to be. And these opportunities are going to help you get there. So your mind is just thinking on the same page and you can create those opportunities and get those results. Well, and, and the and the interesting thing is, is the way you get those things remains fluid. I mean, people will say, well, yeah, but at my current job, I could never do what I want for myself. And so, you know, that seems rather hopeless. Well, you're right at your current job, maybe you can't, but, you know, there are jobs out there right now that you would not believe in whether it's blue collar trades or or whatever that are paying enormous amounts of money that nobody even knows about or or they've discounted oh i'm not going to do that well okay so if you had to drive a truck for 5 years and make 100 grand a year doing it what's so bad about that i mean 5 years goes by like the like a blink of an eye if you had to be a welder making 150 grand a year or a carpenter owning your own business or a plumber or or whatever you know, these things, again, it may not be your top line dream job, but are you after your dream job or your dream life? Okay. You know, nobody ever rolled up into my driveway and said, wow, what degree do you have? Or, or what, you know, you, you must be like a surgeon or something. Well, no, I mean, I just ground my life out one step at a time. And, and what happens was, as you just said, if I was at a certain income level and my picture, the box of my puzzle was requiring more than that, I naturally found opportunities to make more money to create those things. And um, again, it's not the things you're after. It's the memories that happen with the things that you acquire. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, I think our measuring stick is, if if I could stand at, you know, whether it's the gates of heaven or wherever I'm going, if I could stand there and say, what am I most proud of? I would grab my little rotating frame and all those pictures of the things that I've done, the memories I've had, the people I've loved and my family and everything would be rotating through there. And I would put that up against anybody's. So that's really the ultimate goal is to create as many cool memories as you possibly can. Yeah, I love that you're touching on that because it's always about the journey of who you're becoming and those relationships that you connect with and the people that you meet, that really means the most in life rather than getting to this big goal, which is also important. But typically when we get to that goal, we're just looking for the next goal or that next mountain to climb, as I like to say. And so really it's like taking a moment to pause know that like these hard times when you're like in that process where it's like gritty and you're doing stuff and you're making those bonds like that's where the true meaning of life is and learning more about yourself in the process as well like those those interactions really do mean the most and we get so caught up on these end destinations but like that's not what it's about right it it, it certainly isn't you know it, it's i'll go back to the vacation planning again so 
you know, you're planning a vacation for spring break in April and you're going to go to Florida and you're, you're, you're starting to think about putting your toes in the sand and the salt water crashing on the ocean on the beach. And you're thinking about, you know, the copper tone suntan lotion, what it smells like and your drink and your music and your umbrella and your bathing suit and your flip flops and all those things, your hotel, your flight, your food. And you start anticipating that, that thing. And I will tell you that I've been on enough vacations to recognize that the anticipation of the, of the vacation is just as good as the vacation itself. You know, sometimes it's even better. And um, I just think there's this thing about living in the world of looking forward to things mm. is, is just amazing. And we all do it. I mean, we look forward to the holidays. We look forward to our birthday. We look forward to spring break. We look forward to, you know, all these different things. Why aren't we looking forward to our entire life in a series of very well done drawings that we can stare at on the wall every day? Um, it, it's just such a powerful tool and it's not reserved for, you know, Elon Musk or Bill, you know, Bill Gates or Stephen Jobs or Richard Branson, any of those people. We all have the ability to do this. You know, I, I've been accused of being, oh, well, you're lucky. You're one of those entrepreneurs. Okay, well, here's a crayon and a piece of paper. Draw entrepreneur for me. You can't. It's a term. Okay, it's a vague term. Entrepreneur at what? Okay, now I can draw that. That's a little more specific. But we all have the characteristics of entrepreneurship within each one of us. We literally just need a reason for them to come out. And that reason is eventually what we want our life to look like. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And something that I want to talk about a little bit now is like, how do you set goals specifically for you and like how you, how do you teach that? And like, is there like a certain process that you do for that to create that overall vision? Well, first off, you have to it, just the fact that we're talking about it means that you have to congratulate yourself because you've decided I'm no longer a smoker or I'm going to lose this weight or I'm going to change who I am. Or I'm going to go after what I want for my life. I'm going to take control of my own future. So you, step one is just to congratulate yourself. And the reason I have people do that is because you are now a different person. Okay. And you have to identify as that different person now. So, um, so many times you'll hear people who quit smoking say, I just, I just said I'm not a smoker anymore. I don't see myself as a smoker. And, and because of that, my mind just clicked it off. So that that's step one. Step two is to identify the goal very, very clearly. And I mean, this has to be something that you wake up thinking about. It can't be just, I, you know, I want to be taller <laughs> or something vague like that. So you have to identify it very, very clearly. I, I think the third step, and this is most important, is then to take those, take that goal and divide it into pieces. And what I mean by that is, you know, you, you want to visit your aunt in, in Scotland, it's going to cost you $2,000. Okay, well, let's see, that's $40 a week for one year, or $20 a week for two years, right? Or you can you can break that goal down into creating the ability to make that goal a certainty. You take away the if, and you create a when out of it, right? Yeah. The fourth, there's only five steps. The fourth one is just to, to take that goal now and to put it into action. And what I mean by that is you have a start date, you have your first payroll deposit, you go to your payroll clerk and you say, take this money, put it in a place where I can't find it. And 
you 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 live that anticipation for 52 weeks or 104 weeks or whatever the amount of time is. And the last one is you share it because I guarantee you, you would have never jumped off the high board at the community pool if one of your friends wasn't goating you on to do that. Yeah. Right. You, you would be late to every gym appointment if you didn't have a personal trainer or one of your buddies at the gym saying, hey, man, let's go. We're supposed to be working out at 730. You will find so many things that try to distract you, take you away from your goal, turn you around from walking the path, you know, knock you off your focus. And it's always good to have somebody else who believes in that goal as much as you do. All these steps are found in the book. Um, they're enormously powerful. I've been using them my whole life. And um, it's something that I coach the 200 people here to do on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Blue collar cash. You guys can get the book. And I'll also put that in the show notes below at the end of this episode. So we'll uh, we'll touch on that again. But yeah, definitely you guys can grab that. And something that uh, stood out to me was step four is taking that action. And I'm curious, like from where you've seen where you're mentoring others, there's like a difference between having skill and will. And I think that this is where like that comes into taking action. Where do you see people based on like their timelines or just their effort um, and even skills? Like what makes the difference between someone taking two years or maybe six months to complete their goals? Well, first off, if it's a monetary thing that you need to save for, it's all about the affordability in your current state. Now, if you want to move that up, you have to find a way to afford more or or work at a different place or get a higher paying job or whatever. So it's kind of mathematical and mechanical that way. On the other side, it's just how badly do you want it? How clearly do you see it? You know, I've seen people that will put a, board, a goal on the board in my office and we have this giant board on the wall and it's it's like eight feet by eight feet and people walk up and put their goals up there and some of the goals get stale and they don't get in they don't ever get put into action so one of the longest roads on the in the world is between dreams hopes and wishes and an actual path that you walk and so when when you if your goal remains in dreamland or hopeland or wishland then it remains in a someday state. You know, someday I'm going to do that, you know, like like free drinks tomorrow at the bar. Well, you never get the free drink because it's never tomorrow. So um, you have to you have to get that someday and erase that from your vocabulary. If you're going to make a goal, it has to be today. It has to be in action now. Um, otherwise, you're not really serious about it. No matter how much you trick yourself into thinking you are, you're just not serious about it unless you put it into some form of action. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And something that I've been tapping into is the visualization and, you know, something that you mentioned before is like how you can think about that anticipation of a vacation and that's actually better than the vacation. And with the visualization, like we can trick our minds actually, because the mind doesn't know the difference between thought and reality. So when we really get into that state of visualization and we feel it, that's the thing. Like, it's not just knowing that this could happen or knowing that someday this could happen, but feeling it in your entire body, like engaging your senses, like feeling the sand between your toes, all of those things. That's what to me has brought it to life. But that's like almost the hardest thing to do is like to get into that feeling state of like 
what is that one thing that like makes me feel this type of way? So is that something that you, uh, you do as well? Yeah. So you, you hit on a really good point that, that I want to, I want to talk about. So your mind is powerful, so powerful that it can help or hurt you depending on what you're focusing on. Yeah. So I'm a golfer, right? Um, I golf in Florida for some reason in Florida, they like to put ponds everywhere. Okay. Um, it's how they create the golf courses and the fairways because the ground is basically flat. So to contour it, they create ponds and lakes everywhere. Well, if you're standing on the tee box and I heard this from an old golfer, he said, you know, if you're standing on the tee box and you say, man, don't hit it in the water, your brain cannot identify the word don't. <laughs> it can identify the word hit it in the water because that's a picture. But don't, won't, shouldn't, or can't is not a picture you can create in your mind. So, man, I can't hit it in the water. The only thing you taught yourself just now with that statement was hit it in the water. Yeah. Because your your brain is visualizing the ball hooking from right to left and going into the pond, even though you're saying, please don't do that. So you're better off saying, don't hit it straight down the middle. <laughs> because then you literally will hit it straight down the middle. And um, it's it's one of the coolest things about your brain and also one of the most challenging because if you're not careful, you know, they, they I've heard it said that if you say you can or you say you can't, guess what? You're right on both counts. And um, it's, it's really something that you have to kind of get used to saying, okay, here are the things that I'm going to do and draw them out, put them on the wall and stare at them because so many, so few people are willing to do that. And yet it, it could be one of the most powerful things you do. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a similar analogy. Like if you're canoeing and there's a big rock coming point at the rock, don't hit the rock, don't hit the rock. And then you hit the rock. So it's like point in the opposite direction and then you'll go where you're pointing. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a really cool analogy. And it's interesting how the mind works like that. Like it it doesn't do those those words like don't do this or like it just skips over it and does that big picture. But you know, it's it's the visualization, like you said, and painting that picture. Like we don't know what don't like picturing don't that just doesn't happen. Like a stop sign, maybe like it just yeah. we can't. So that that's a really good point that you brought up. And I'm curious, like. Can you touch on the mindset that it takes to be successful? Well, again, I, I think if you're not chasing something, then you're going to remain stagnant. I, I think if you're not challenging yourself. And the other thing is, you know, it's okay for me to say I want to hit 10x and fail and only hit 5x when all I really wanted was 3x to begin with. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. You can, again, you can, again, trick your mind into doing those types of jumps. And at the end of the day, would you take 5X? Absolutely. Would you take three? It's not really failure if you if you eventually hit your goal. The problem with sometimes setting goals that are, that, um, are too conservative is as you start to get near them, you start to see those stop signs, okay? Like, for example... If you're going down the road at 55 miles an hour and you see a stop sign, you start slowing down halfway to the stop sign, not at the stop sign, right? Yeah. 
So be careful what the level of goal is that you set for yourself. Make sure that they are ambitious and fail at half or three quarters of what you set out as long as that's more than you intended in the in, in the original. So yeah, it's really weird how you can literally trick yourself into these successful things. But in every case, Dan, I'm telling you, it starts with why am I doing this? What does it look like for me to accomplish it? And how am I going to reward myself for that eventuality? Hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And another thing that I'm curious about is like, as we're setting these goals, I personally think it's great to have role models and mentors that are already doing those things that you want to do. And then you can kind of pick their brains or study them from afar and see like what they're doing that's successful and how you can incorporate that into what you want to do. And so I'm curious, like, who are some of your biggest direct or indirect mentors and models? And, you know, what did you learn from them? Well, I, I think, you know, there's this whole thing that I write about in the book called Comfort, Peace and Freedom. And and to me, that is like a nirvana. And if I could live like, in other words, if I could draw the perfect house and the perfect vacation and the perfect transportation, the perfect pet the perfect sporting event that I would like to be involved in my charity or my give back moment, my spiritual moment, my family moment. If I could draw all those things out and say, wow, if I could live like that, that would be really cool. Okay. And and remember, we're not all going to draw mega yachts and mansions and 15 cars and, you know, rap star careers and all that kind of stuff. Right. If you want that, fine, go after it and get it. But we all have this idea or this vision or this version of what we want our lives to look like. And so what I did is I just found people that were living their life like that and um, just kind of saw how they did it and um, saw how they figured it out. People that I've worked for that have lived crazy lives, crazy fun lives, um, family members that have done it and and just kind of always kept my eyes open and kind of saw who they were how they accomplished those things, what the what the positives and negatives were for the paths that they took and uh, just kind of like followed along. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because, you know, we'll look at those end goals and that like success, that iceberg of success, but it really comes down to the character of that person and, you know, what they're doing on a daily basis to get to that point. So if you model more of the person and like their daily lifestyle, then you have a better chance to get to that end goal rather than just looking at the success and be like, how did they do that? <laughs> well, again, people people are not that different and special uniquely. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, every one of us has a lot of computing power in this computer in our heads that we can use. You just have to be willing to say to yourself, okay, Forget about what society wants me to do. Forget about what the people around me think that I should do. I know best who I am. I know best what I want my life to look like. I mean, let's boil it down. I don't know what your favorite color is, but I'm sure you know. And only you can tell you what your favorite color is. So you know your favorite color. You know your favorite way to feel comfortable. You know what what brings you peace. You know how you, what gives you the most freedom. You know what you'd like to live like, what you'd like to drive, what you'd like to do for hobbies and sports. You you know what spiritual things you do, whether it's yoga or religion or whatever. 
you know all those things. So who better to say what that nirvana is than you? So stop listening to all the other noise. And I don't care where that noise comes from because you and only you know what that's supposed to be. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's creating your life vision at the end of the day. Like it's, it's you and not looking at those, the other people and what they're doing and be like, Oh, I want that start from the place from within and don't even get those like outside distractions even because we may not know. And then we just see something and like, Oh, I want that. But is that what you really want? (laughs) Well, yeah. And and again, most people live this if then life, you know, they, they, they do this thing where, okay, if I get good grades in high school and then maybe if I get a scholarship and then maybe if I go to college and if I get that degree and then if I use that degree to give me a good paying job, well, then I can start living my life. Right. Yeah. You know, people, you'll hear them say, yeah, I'll, I'll give to charity when I start making money. Okay. No, let's turn that on its head. Okay. I want to know what then looks like first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because once I know what the then is, there's lots of ways to get there. And that's why I say when it comes to giving money away to to charity or giving even of your time or your talents or whatever, you can make enormous strides in things like charity by spending two hours at a Ronald McDonald house and about 38 bucks worth of groceries that you can make for a family who really needs it. Um, It's not, I mean, and that's something that can be the first dollar you spend at the month, not the last. So you have to flip these typical ideas on their head, this if then, and start with the then, and then figure out the many ways that you can get there. Yeah, there's uh, more than one ways to climb that to the top of a mountain. So just like you're saying, like reverse engineer that and then figure out the path that's best for you. And if that path doesn't work, or you get a hurdle, you can do the trial and error and go down a different path and see if that works. Well, and here's the thing. People think, well, I don't know if I have the talent to do that. Okay. Well, again, let's get back to that entrepreneur thing. Persistence, resilience, initiative, faith, courage, humility, vision, um, simplicity, generosity. All those characteristics are within every one of us. They just need a reason to come out. So get that reason down on paper in an enormously detailed and colorful way, hanging on the wall, agree to it, and then watch what happens. All those little characteristics start to awaken themselves within you, and then your body takes the actions necessary to make those things happen. I promise you it works. You just have to allow the power of your computer to do that. You know, you talk about most people have a cell phone and they can't use 80% of the tools on that cell phone, right? I'm included in that. There's so many things that my phone does that I don't even know that it does. Well, I guarantee you that phone was built by somebody with a brain (laughs) and your brain is exactly the same way. Allow yourself to use those pieces that you didn't know you had and um, just watch what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, like talking about the entrepreneur side and the business side, something that I'm always interested in asking entrepreneurs is, learning about like how to build a strong culture that thrives together over time and creating that community in a sense. Okay. That's a, that's a beautiful question. Now, um, for those of you that can see Dan, he has the word entrepreneurship on his shirt right now. Okay. 
Now, I want you to change two letters. I want you to change the first letter to an I. And the second E, I want you to change that to an A. And now we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, okay? You don't have to be the one that takes all the risk and goes out and buys 40 dump trucks like I did and, you know, has all the employees and all the workers comp and the, you know, insurance and all those issues in order to, to do really, really well um, for yourself. The word entrepreneurship is is one that that people need to understand because so many companies are willing to have you come into their organization and literally run your department the way you want it. Okay, you run the input, the output, you run the money, you run the 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 budgets, and um, you create your own little profit center. Okay, now you're doing that for a reason. You're doing that because, in a sense you're a little selfish and i mean selfish in a good way not not at the detriment of others but working on self so in effect you're you're working with your own little company within somebody else's company and you're working for your future first and the company second well how good do you think that company's going to thrive if you have several of these entrepreneurs working in an organization where they all know that they control their own destiny and their own futures okay yeah. How well is that company going to perform, right? Yeah. So right. as an owner or a boss or a manager, your goal is to make yourself controversy alert. Here it comes. Your goal is to make yourself as irrelevant to the company as possible on a daily basis. Because if you're irrelevant to the day-to-day -day mechanics of it, you can rise above and be the visionary and the driver of the overall growth pattern. And believe me, you surround yourself with a bunch of entrepreneurs like I have, you will watch your company go to heights that you never even dreamed of. And by the way, it may cost you to, to get those people around you, but they're only going to earn the new money that you find. So it's not costing you any money that you have today. It's costing you the a, a small piece of the future growth that they build for the company. And um, you know, if you're spending found money, what's wrong with that? Right. You didn't have it to begin with. So that's why I say that the, um, the the concept of the entrepreneur is an amazing one. Very powerful. And I encourage any business owner to go down that path. Yeah, I was actually I had the honor to uh, feature in this like fireside chat with Michael Strickland, who is also in the blue collar industry. And he was talking about how you don't even need to be an entrepreneur nowadays because every business that exists or that you want to create it already exists out there. So instead of creating something from scratch that takes like five years at least to build, buy something that's already existing and then just develop that and make it better. And he's specifically saying that for the blue collar industries and being that entrepreneur, like you're saying, and he's saying how you can just like buy something for 6,000 and make like 10,000 a month. And so like, that's a pretty nice return if you look at it that way. And that's a great opportunity. Well, again, I know so many people, and this is no slam on college, because if you're going to operate on my shoulder so I can get back out on the golf course, I want you to know everything there is to know about a knife before you pick it up and come at me with it. Okay, so yeah, if you're going to be a surgeon or a doctor, or you're going to be an architect, or you're going to be a, a teacher or a financial person, or or even you know a high-level business person, whatever, you need to have those skills. There's no question. You need to understand that. 
what I think he was alluding to was the fact that there are so many businesses out there. And I know personal friends who are in their mid to late 50s thinking about retirement over the next five to 10 years. And these are people that have these awesome companies with huge demand. I'm talking about a masonry company that builds these beautiful stone fences and outdoor kitchens, and they have a year's worth of backlog of work and customers coming at them all the time. And this guy has no one to leave this company to, and yet he's probably making north of 200000 a year. Okay. So why wouldn't you go work for that gentleman and tell him my path is to retire you? Okay. Um, my path is to allow you to move on. I will take this business over and then I'll keep it going, you know, after you've, after you've moved on. It, it's, there's so many of them out there right now that are in the same boat. They have nobody to leave them to because everyone's thinking, well, it's got to be college or else. I mean, my teacher told me that. My parents told me that. My guidance counselor told me that. Obviously, the colleges are telling me that. And yet, we know for a fact that since half the jobs in the United States today still existing are something where you work with your hands, those aren't going away. They're only getting more valuable as fewer people enter them. So, um, yeah, I mean... College, college degrees are amazing. I'm, I'm all for them. My daughter went to, to college. She got an, an architect degree. But if you are one of those people who think, man, I, I'm, I'm an outdoorsy person. I can work outside. I love to do things, create things, build things, maintain things. You really need to take another look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is opportunity out there. And, you know, it's not something that you're going to short yourself out. Or do you think that this is a last resort opportunity? No, this is actually a great opportunity. And that's why we're having this conversation out there. Because, you know, you never know who's listening right now is in that crossroads of maybe it's a midlife crossroads, or maybe they're trying to figure out what they want to do for college. This is a great alternative to be successful and create the life that you want and not not think about working all of your life, but what's the life you want to live? Exactly. You're 100% right. Awesome. Yeah. So something I'm also curious about is like, for you personally, what are some of your non-negotiable daily habits and routines that maintain and expand your success? So getting back to that frame, that frame that rotates with all the pictures and the memories that I have. I mean, it, it's, I wake up every morning. I go to my, I have a pub on the first floor of my house. I have a protein shake station in there. And um, I've been refining this recipe for 30 years, about 12 steps. I can do it in my sleep now, but I typically stare at that rotating frame every morning, make my protein shake, look out in the backyard, watch my dogs running around and just kind of reset and um, laugh at the memories that I've had and uh, look at the things that I've done. And I'm just very grateful. I just, I'm just very, very grateful. And I think starting the day with, with being grateful is, is a, is an amazing thing. And I, that I will not, not do that. I mean, I do it every single day, even if I'm away, I'll take my stuff with me and, and um, I'll just try to think about things, look at my phone, look at the pictures and, and just be thankful because, you know, memories are the things you create with the things that you require. It's not the acquisition of things that makes you happy, but 
it's cool and it's a lot of fun to have a lot of cool things that create a lot of good memories. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of the best things, honestly. And I, I also start my days with gratitude and I would say like an attitude of gratitude, like that's the best way to prime yourself so you can have a great day and, you know, create more opportunities like we've been talking about. So that's a, that's, that's a good one. I'm, I'm glad that you shared that. So we are like wrapping up on time here. So I got one more question, but okay, this conversation has been incredibly valuable. So thanks for taking time to be here with us today. Oh, thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it anytime. Yeah, of course. So my last question for you is what's been one of your greatest lessons or piece of advice received that has made the biggest impact on you? Well, there, there's two. On a personal level, it was you create everything that happens. And unfortunately, that can be good or bad. So as we talked about your brain focusing on the good and the bad, um, you're, it's powerful. We talked about hitting it in the water. You, you have to choose to focus on good. Um, so that's a very powerful lesson. As a business owner, I think the biggest one was I, I kind of coined this saying, and that is that as an owner, I can't get what I want, nor can my company get what it wants or needs until all of you get what you want first. And it's absolutely true because if I can surround myself with a bunch of people who are working for themselves first and me second, I'm going to have something. I'm going to have a winning formula there. And um, I would say that's the second piece of advice that uh, I think I think is, is priceless for me anyway. Oh, yeah, that's that's an incredible leadership skill and lesson that I'm definitely going to take with me. And I actually had a friend on the podcast um, and he does the same thing, leading by example. And he said that, you know, as a owner and entrepreneur of a company, you know, people think that the employees are working for you, but it's actually the other way around. You're working for them. And that's something that stuck with me as well. He's right on. That's a fact. Yeah. Awesome, man. So thank you so much for dropping some incredible value with us today. I will put your book, The Blue Collar Cash, in the show notes as promised. And let us know like what else you have going on or something that you're looking forward to so we can get involved. Well, yeah, quickly, one of the things that I did was I was tired of seeing people that had all these books on their shelf. And then I asked them about the books and how they impacted their life. And they're like, well, I don't really know, but it was a good book and I read it. So I created a course for people to take. It's literally one hour a week for eight weeks. You could probably do it in a weekend if you really wanted. And um, it's a good course because it takes the concepts from the book and it forces you to take action today. Okay. Um, it's not a someday thing. You know, I read that book and someday I'm going to put those things into practice. Wrong. It's today. And uh, you will literally, from the time you pick up this course, you will be asked to do things to change your life for the better. And I promise you that when you're done with this course, you're going to be thinking completely different about your future and how your life works. You can find that at KenRusk.com. It, it's not a lot of money. I mean, it's a hundred bucks. Uh, you get a free book with it. And um, it's, you know, for the price of dinner and a movie, you can change your life. Um, it's, I, I donate most of my proceeds back to charity anyway. Uh, but um, yeah, it's kind of my way of giving back and helping to shorten the learning curve for entrepreneurs that are following in my path. So, yeah, that's awesome. Action or implementate huh. education 
plus implementation equals transformation. So that's what we're doing. You got the book, you got the course, and then you put that into work. So I love that. Um, also, correct. yeah, let us know like on social media, like are you on LinkedIn, Instagram, like where are you at the most? We're, we're everywhere and uh, we're at um, at Ken Russ official. So you can, that's that's the, uh, the way to get into all of them. And uh, you can see what we're up to there as well. Awesome. I'll drop that in the show notes below. And Ken, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. You are empowering future generations to think for themselves and create a life on their terms. You lead by example, and the world is a brighter and better place because of you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Dan. Anytime. Appreciate it. Like I said, I've done a bunch of these and and what's great is you ask some really super, super questions, some deep questions. You're going to be good at this. So keep doing it. It's going to be good for you. Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21 Day Wellness and Resilience Challenge. The ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum achieve peak performance, and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam-packed with daily inspiration, education, downloadable resources, and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together, we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive. Unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high-performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money-back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain. So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited time opportunity right now. Go to novafusion.co challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.